Podcast. Welcome to No Worries If Not. My name's Aaron Tuning. Watch it as it goes. Uh, this is uh, Andrew Stanley. <laughs> I should have gotten some water before I did that. Yeah. Whoa! Full Dave Grohl voice. You never go full Dave Grohl. No, everyone knows that. Uh, I, I'm going to say it. This was... Um, we, we were probably more excited about this podcast than any other ones. Yeah, yeah. Big... Uh, I've never... We haven't had any guests that I've watched more of on television. That's true. I, I mean, we're huge Wild and Out fans. We Devo every single one. But... Mike Soroka from the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Andrew and I are both from Atlanta. We cared about the Braves since the morning we were born. That's really true. There's pictures of me and Aaron as children together before we were even friends of us just wearing our Braves jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, he's an all-star. He's only 24, which is hard to believe. That's wild. He feels older than he's us. He's been around. We've been watching him for three years plus He's achieved now? so much more than either of us, mm-hmm. and he's a lot younger. He's also achieved Canadian citizenship. By birth, which is huge. He's Canadian. Yeah, it's hard to get when you're born there. And a little context here, uh, in, in case we're tr- we try not to go too far into baseball, we don't want to be too nerdy here, even though we could, because we're smart and we're baseball guys. We did a little bit because we couldn't help it, but we tried to keep it light. Try to keep it light. You don't accessible. have to be a baseball yeah. fan to enjoy this. Uh, but just so you know the situation, uh, last year in August, Mike ruptured his Achilles on the field during a play. It was very sad. Yep. Um, I, I still remember that. But so it made well. him so available sorry. for podcasts. It did. So that's probably, it's probably worth it to him to be injured for this long just so he could come and be yes, our yes. guest. Yes, we paid someone to do that, like a Nancy Kerrigan situation. <laughs> no, we didn't do that. Um, but then a couple months ago, I think he was on the way back. He was walking without assistance from crutches or anything. He re-ruptured a total re-tear of the Achilles walking into the clubhouse, which is a huge bummer. Um, so... He was over here with um, with some crutches. We relocated our studio from the top floor of Andrew's place to the bottom. Yep. Um, and his dad came. His dad came. He's driving him around, which yep. makes sense. Gary Soroka, very nice guy also. Great guy. Um, yep. So that's the context. That's It's a little bit of baseball, a lot of fun. Yeah. And you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good time. We are friends with Mike now. I'm assuming he's going to send us season tickets. Mm-hmm. Best friends. And hang out with us all the time. You'll get him to go to and one show with like a ten dollar value. If he comes to one us. of my comedy shows, I'll yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be the full purpose of this podcast fulfilled. <laughs> That's Probably it. stop doing the podcast. Uh huh. We did it. Um, but um, let's get going with an advertisement, Aaron. This is uh, one of our many real advertisements that we do. It's super real. Just a little bit of background there, just in case you started listening uh, the last couple episodes, didn't hear one of our first few episodes. We are still showing off our. Sp- ad read chops, you know what I mean? So these might sound like Andrew wrote it, then I read it, and vice versa for alternating episodes. That's because that's true. We had a lot of people reach out about chainsaw pogo sticks, Mm -hmm. um, and it was really hard to let them know that that was actually not a real product. I know. A lot of people were like, oh my gosh, I've been so sad. What I need to make me happy is 
laser hair edition. And we had to be like, no, that's actually not real. Yeah, Bop It Morally Tough. Bop It Morally Tough we might make for real. I like that. Yeah, we're going to stay tuned for Bop It Morally Tough edition, but most of our products are made up. But this one's actually real. This one's so real. This one's yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Forget what I just yeah. said. This one's definitely real. Aaron, why don't you hit us with that sweet, sweet ad? Great. Today's sponsor is close to my heart. Well, actually, my back. If you're like me, you're always asking people for back massages. Coworkers, family members, random pedestrians. Eventually, someone will say yes. I've begun to grow weary from asking everyone in my life to dig their elbow into my spine with the force of a dolphin ramming its strong snout into an evil shark who was about to gobble up a child. Well, no more of that. Introducing Robot Finger Back Massage Packs. It's a backpack that gives you a massage while you are wearing it. Now you can get a massage anywhere at any time. This product has got me moaning nonstop. (laughs) And no one even knows why. It's completely discreet. People are like, wow, this guy sure does love the bank. (laughs) Full disclosure, this product is not waterproof. In fact, if it gets wet at all while you're wearing it, you face almost certain death. There is a lot of electricity coursing through this bad boy. It's worth it, though. But seriously, don't walk near a pool or anything. Order your robot fingers now with promo code SECRETMASSAGETIME. Robot finger back massage packs. The future is here, and it feels good. <laughs> Thank you, um, robot fingers back massage packs. Man, if that doesn't want to get us... That is, people don't want to sponsor this podcast after that, read. You made it through that pretty well. I did. I didn't You expect- committed to saying that you're moaning nonstop? <laughs> I thought you were going to get hung up on that. Wow, this guy sure does love the bank. That's <laughs> fantastic. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Thank so thank you, you to uh, whatever that was. Andrew. Um, robot Fingers Backpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, how uh, have your shows been? How's your week been? What's up? <laughs> uh, shows have been good. Um, went to Nashville last week. I do some shows at Zany's, which was fun. Zany's one of the best comedy clubs in the country, Nashville. Um had one a really good sh- really good show on a Monday night and uh, and then some of the people in the green room were like hey we're going to this open mic right after you want to go do another set and I was feeling great had a great set I was like yeah let's go do another one and then went and did an open mic in Nashville with just probably thirty other comedians in the room and just told my new jokes to dead silence Ugh. so it really humbled me after having a great night. Just really punished myself by going to the open mic. The but duality of comedy, right? It's there. the duality. It's uh it's probably good good to to have a good one than a bad one every now and then. Bring it back down. Um yeah. yeah. On my way to Nashville, I needed to get an oil change and everywhere I tried was too busy. Mm-hmm. And so I'd kind of given up and I was like, Hope my car doesn't explode because I was way overdue. And uh I stopped at this like guy's house that just had a sign that said like oil changes basically. And then in his garage he had like some equipment. And so I like pulled in. I was like, "Hey, do you guys, can you guys do an oil change?" And he goes, "Oh yeah." And then he just kind of stayed sitting on the stool. And I was like, "Can you do it like now?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I can. come on, pull it up." And he goes, "What kind of engine do you have?" Was there no one else there? Just you and this person? Uh, yeah. Uh, there was one other guy that was just kind of walking around. All right. Uh, <laughs> nothing to be concerned about. Um, and he was like, "What kind of engine do you have?" I was like, "I don't, I don't know. A good it were one that came with it." <laughs> and he's like, all right. And he pulls it up and he lifts it up on this lift that does not look safe. And then I immediately look down and there's like a squirrel trap. And I can see something's in it. And it's like right by my foot. And I look down and it's the biggest rat I've ever seen. And I was like, what is this? How and, big are we talking? Like, uh, as big as my, you know, I don't, I don't know, the size of a, a raccoon? Coke, size of a Coke can. 
I haven't seen that many big rats. All right. I lived in New York for two years. I've seen some whoppers. Yeah, you probably, it probably wasn't New York size. Okay. It was somewhere in between Atlanta and Nashville It was a, it was a big size. Tennessee rat. It was a big, I think, yeah, it was somewhere in Georgia. Chattanooga rat. Chattanooga rat. Yeah, I think that was his name. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, "What is this a rat? He just looked at me like, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a rat. <laughs> it's a bird, dude. Let me finish and this. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, then I just kind of stopped talking to him, and then he finished, I assume. I have not checked to see if there's any oil. Um, but there was a poster of the Ten Commandments on the wall, so I feel like he was trustworthy. Yeah, and also if someone's going to scam you, it's rare that you're at their house. Yeah, I know where that guy lives. <laughs> exactly. Although I have a feeling he could defend his home pretty easily. Oh, 100%. He has done it before, and he'd do it again. Yeah, you, re- you read like the fourth Ten Commandment, and it's the right to bear arms. And you're like, I don't think this is... Yeah. I think you adjusted this a little bit. I wish I remembered what it was called. Is was um, Larry, I think. It was like Larry's Oil Change and Petting Zoo. <laughs> Uh, so if you guys are ever going from Atlanta to Nashville, stop in at Larry's. Definitely. Larry, sponsor us. It feels like you'd fit right in. It's a real sponsor. It is a real sponsor. Yeah. Let's get to it. Yes. Uh, you guys are going to love Mike. He is an absolute sweetie pie. He's Canadian. He's great at baseball. And he's an even better friend. Yes. And you can actually hear Mike on the Braves broadcast on September 23rd. He's going to be doing that. So, uh, But before that, please enjoy this interview with Mike Soroka. Mike Soroka, welcome to my uh, basement room. Thank you, Andrew. It's, <laughs> and our uh, podcast. It's nice to be here. Nice yeah. to be out and doing something. Yeah, we uh, we relocated for the first time ever. Uh, relocated the studio to the ground level because Mike, you're still uh, rehabbing a little bit, right? Yep. Yeah, still got to take it easy. Stairs probably not the greatest <laughs> idea yet. Well, this is the room my grandparents stay in when they come here because of the stairs. So you and my grandparents have a lot in common. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be so excited to hear about this. I'll be like, "It's you guys and Mike Soroka that use my downstairs room." <laughs> how is a uh, how does life look right now getting around? Uh, it's not bad. Um, you know, I got my dad to thank. He's he's here helping me out. Um, but you know, I got used to it the first time. Um, so the second time, I guess, is uh, nothing new. And um, you know, I, I think the toughest part is you get all these heel lifts in. Uh, when you first get into the boot, so you're you're raised a bunch on one side, and um, you know you're kind of hobbling around for a little bit. But every uh, week, ten days, you get to take one out and kind of slowly come back to ground level, and uh, it makes things a little easier. Yeah, you're just walking around lopsided, and also with two poles under your arms. <laughs> yep, those are getting old, but a few more weeks, and I'm done. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully for the last time. Oh, Forever. that's great! Off the crutches in a few weeks. Yeah, that should be should be three or four if everything keeps going well. That's awesome. Well, we're pumped to have you. We're big Braves fans. We're going to try not to get too nerdy on you, Braves fan-wise, because not all our listeners are huge baseball fans. Um, but yeah, we're, we are pumped. It's uh, And actually, in preparation for this uh, podcast episode, I went and um, just to get some of the nerdy stuff out of the way, I went on my stock trading app since Liberty Media, the owner of the Braves, is publicly traded, and I purchased three shares of Liberty Media so that we can kind of do this with the dynamic of, you know, I'm really your boss. Um, I <laughs> technically, own, yeah, I guess so. I technically own the company, some of the company that uh, employs you. So I uh, just wanted to let you know that up front before we get too friendly. <laughs> That's fair. I've never, heard it, I've never heard it put like that before. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to baseball a little bit, but I want to go, I want to talk about Canada. <laughs> All right. Which I know you talked a lot about, and it's very normal to you, but we got a lot of questions. Um, we... 
you know, we've had a few comics on, but we've also had a bunch of experts on. Like we had a gemologist on. We had a former Disney princess. Um, so you're kind of our resident Canadian expert. Um, growing up, you were a hockey guy. Big time. Right? More than baseball? Oh, yeah. For a while? Oh, always, yeah. Until probably the last year or so before I quit. Um, probably about 10 years of hockey. Um, yeah, I mean, it was everything. I was, I was going to be an NHL goaltender until uh, I decided I didn't really like being in net. Um, then hockey became the secondary and, and kind of left that to play baseball. It wasn't like you're a goaltender and they're like, hey, stop throwing the puck. Like it wasn't. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they wanted, um, it, it became, I didn't like practicing as a goaltender. You know, I would, I would do, I would do some of the player drills and warm up. I like shooting the puck. Uh, I think if I never would have wanted to be a goaltender when I was young, I probably wouldn't have went with baseball. Well, that makes um, sense that you became a pitcher from being goaltender because they were probably like, hey, you want to be a catcher? Because that's like the most similar. And you're like, no, I want to throw the stuff at the person, not get the stuff thrown at me. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I caught a little bit um, here and there. Obviously, it was kind of tough going back and forth. Um, if you wanted to pitch, you know, you couldn't pitch and then catch three games. Uh, not not the best for uh, the old elbow here. So, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. you know, it, it was it was different, actually. You know, a lot of people kind of would put the same things in but um get in front of a baseball and blocking a baseball is just so different and the fact that there's not much that's covered in baseball i don't think people quite realize how beat up catchers get but in that with a goalie i mean we got i don't know how many pounds of equipment yeah how thick it is i mean you, you don't feel it after a certain point yeah is it possible to get hit on your person like catcher you can still you know you got arms exposed you got all kinds of stuff exposed um there's some spots that sting uh the elbow crease um kind of stings and then if you get in a weird spot uh in your mitt um again most of the creases that have to bend um if you get it lower in the stomach too that one's a little different uh -huh. but was it do you really mean lower in the stomach or is that your no yeah lower in the <laughs> okay. stomach. You, you should see the <laughs> you um, know lower i didn't know if that was just yeah no i mean uh, the jocks that they wear are huge i mean <laughs> just steel yeah, yeah. They, they have to be yeah you want some room the uh it could be also a hockey puck is so heavy it is like that hitting you frozen. is because what like as somebody who has a really good shot how fast is that puck moving uh well i mean i would have quit before i got real hard but um you know over 100 i know most of the one-timers yeah. and some of the bigger guys uh they get well over 100 without a problem and yeah they get those edges on it too right so at least the baseball is pretty round but right um, yeah yeah no, you get hit with different. a corner of it yeah yeah jeez so you you transitioned uh, because you wanted to, not because you kind of didn't have it in hockey. Like you were good, but you were just like, I like baseball more at this point. I get to the point where every, I mean, two, two, three years in a row, I came into hockey tryouts. I wouldn't say behind, but I just hadn't made improvements over the summer because I was playing baseball. Mm. And I got to the point where um, I wasn't at the level I wanted to be at with hockey um, because I just hadn't been putting in the time and, and didn't really want to at that, at that point. Um, my dad knew and I kind of was a little wary telling him I didn't want to play hockey anymore. Yeah. I wanted to go with baseball, but he already knew. I mean, he, he could tell when dropped me off for baseball practice that that was, that was the fun thing that I wanted to do. And I never, never had a problem with it and didn't matter what I was doing, whether I was taking ground balls, fly balls, yeah, whatever. Uh, I just loved it. So, um, you know, I got out to, uh, that one, one day when I just said, that's it. Uh, let's go uh, let's go play baseball, baseball you can sell, guy sell my goalie gear and 
um you know we'll uh, go forward so yeah, it, it worked out good decision. it did uh dad how did how did you actually feel in the transition i know you're supportive but do you were you good with it absolutely okay okay I, it seems like a canadian betrayal a little bit a little bit and I, and I think that's what it kind of felt like almost a betrayal to myself treason more than <laughs> yeah. anything was because for so long i'd told myself you know i want to be in the nhl i want to be in the nhl and then all of a sudden it was like you know what i think i, I think i like throwing it a little better and just being in baseball and honestly when i quit i don't think i even immediately had a dream of being in the mlb it was just i just like it better yeah yeah um i wanted to talk about poutine um because in 2019 i got to go to montreal uh and some of the comedians in Montreal were like, "You've never had poutine. We got to take you." And what's the main? What's like the fast food poutine place? It's the in in Quebec and Montreal is completely different. There, okay. it's, it's a religion over there. But in Calgary, um, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I have no idea. Oh, so I shouldn't um, even be asking you about this. No, it's just stereotypes. I thought it, I thought it was on. a whole Canadian thing. It so. it, I think we take pride in it. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is like, uh, I mean, you see things like I, I don't know who it was had the cup at home in their hometown. Yesterday or the day before, they ate poutine out of the Stanley Cup yeah. <laughs> uh, with these giant cheese curds. And uh, I'm not a cheese curd and gravy person, <laughs> so I'll, I'll take yeah. the fries by themselves. Um, so I honestly, yeah, I don't know, but I know in in Quebec, it's definitely that's religion. It's like the most wildly unhealthy thing I think I've ever eaten, and it was good. But it was like, how do people do this more than once? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. You surprise yourself with food down here too. If you found out how it was prepared, I think, you know, not not nearly true. Really fried things up up north. Uh, I come down here and everything's fried. Yeah, uh, that's so true. Great for a while, but if you if you had to pick right now, Canadian food or southeastern <laughs> American food? Uh, I mean, Canadian. All right. I, I mean, honestly, because I mean, you can find anything. Um, you can find anything done well, and typically, I mean. I'm not a fast food person, so yeah. Um, there's not many fast food chains at home compared to down here. Um, you know, it's just not the amount of them around, or it's, it's not the same. So um, I'd probably go at home. That's a good answer because you've already forsaken the home sport. You yeah. can't <laughs> throw the food under the bus too. That's uh, <laughs> that's too that's a little too. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, so you just became great in high school, right? I mean, you like stand <laughs> out. Yeah, all of Canada was talking. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it took, um, it went quick when it started to go, but um, I grew a ton when I was about 15 uh, and then a bunch of velocity came and that kind of makes a difference at that oh, age yeah. is, um, you know, a lot of that. But um, I had really good guidance. I had a former, uh, former Brave actually, uh, Chris Reitzma, um up at home from Calgary, um, kind of guiding things through i could throw bullpens and everything like that and he was on the junior national team uh coaching staff so got to join that when i was 16 played two full years there against you know minor leaguers when we went down to florida to play i, I got videos against uh aussie whoa um, <laughs> and you're how, how old here 16 i mean he would have been 16 or 17 too so gotcha. um probably looked like he was 12 probably i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah he was he, before he filled out a little bit and I'm sure against Ronald, I know Pache too, and a lot of those guys I, I pitched against, um, you know, before I was ever drafted. Uh, they had just signed, they were in instructs and all that kind of stuff. So um, I kind of got a head start as far as the maturation process in, in pitching goes. Yeah. Uh, so that when the physicality came along and 
started throwing even harder, it kind of just all fell in. So, uh, it was a really, uh, it was a quick ascent, I guess I would say, but, um, you know, it was never from the start like it was supposed to happen. Yeah, I get that. And you, were, you were like a golden child when you were 10. Everyone's watching. No, definitely not. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I would have liked to think myself as one of the better ones <laughs> on the team, but yeah. Um, no, I mean, I wasn't a little league hero. Yeah. Did you guys ever go to Cooperstown and do that stuff when you were like 12, like all the teams around here? No, um, but I was on a team uh, called the Cal Ripken World Series um, where it was basically our little all-star team from Calgary um, made, at the time, I think there was only a few teams that would play for it. Uh, and then we ended up getting to go as Team Canada um, down in uh, somewhere in Maryland, I guess. Um, Cal Ripken has a big complex out there. Um, that was pretty cool. That was probably my first experience of doing it on another level and seeing what's out there and, um, planning with some kids that I didn't think were the same age as us, but, <laughs> All um, right. a little Danny Almonte. Yeah. I mean, the entire, <laughs> some of the entire other teams that were in our division and obviously we're in the international division with Japan and the Dominican and, um, Mexico and these kids are throwing 80 miles an hour and they're supposed to be 12. And it's the whole team. It's not like there's just one kid in there. It was like the whole team, and they're the home run derby. They're hitting, they're hitting balls 400 feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With a little league bat, and you're like, mm, you're like you have five yeah. children. Stop doing yeah. this. Yeah. They're, they're, they're shaving yeah. in the dugout before the <laughs> yeah, games exactly. to try to not get caught well, for being full grown men. That's true. I was so good at baseball through seventh grade, and then I was a late bloomer, and all of a sudden I show up one day, and it's a grown man pitching against me, throwing 80 miles per hour, and I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like I can't. There's yeah. the end of my career. I was the opposite. I just, I, you know, if I had hit puberty early on, I'd probably be right there with Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like, I didn't hit puberty till like I was like 17. So I was doing great for a while and I was hanging in there. I was, when I was like 11 and 12, like I was pretty good in our rec league. And then all of a sudden, everybody just started growing facial hair and yeah. having real muscles. And I was, my, my 60 mile an hour fastball wasn't cutting it right. anymore. It's probably just about throwing curveballs. You're like, guys, we were just having fun. What are we yeah, doing? Like Stop. My, my, pedi- <laughs> my pediatricianist says that I'm not supposed to throw curveballs yet, yeah. guys. So my my guys- skull's not hard yet. Can you not throw so hard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've still got, uh, still got my baby fat. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so first rounder for the Braves, um, right? I mean, that's... Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. So, so second pick that year, because uh, Colby Colby Allard went fourteenth. Uh, okay, um, okay. Oh right, your yeah, first round, but brave second pick. Yeah, yeah still technically okay. first yeah. round. Wow. Which all, mm, that hurts <laughs> a little, but still pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure he never brings that up around you. Um, I, you know, I haven't talked to him too too much um, since he got traded, but um, obviously he was one of my best friends through the entire system. Yeah. We lived together in Double A, and um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he would. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? What were the... Okay, so now it's been, you know, how many years? When did you get drafted? What year was it? 15. Okay, 15. So obviously when that happens, you do interviews and you're like, oh, this is a dream. So excited, which I'm sure is true. But when it was the Braves, like what was your first thought? Were you like, oh, you know, like a uh, legendary pitching staff in the past? Like I love the Braves. Or were you like... I've heard some stuff about Georgia. Yeah, I wanted to be a red. You know, <laughs> like what, did, what were the real thoughts? Um, Putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I honestly don't remember it being too uh, too different. I, obviously, even though I wasn't a huge baseball fan as a kid, mm. uh, I got into it enough uh, once I quit hockey. And uh, the Blue Jays had a few good, really good years there. Um, I, I mean, I knew definitely what the Braves' history looked like as far as you know pitching goes and 
Anytime you think of the Braves, to me, it was always, you know, Bobby Cox, um, Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin, um, you know, and then I think very quickly you get educated once you get to the system, especially with the way the uh, farm direction was back then, was making sure that you knew the history. Um, but I mean, going to a big organization is always, always fun because, you know, they have, um, you know, they have, you have the ability to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, I know Atlanta, I knew nothing about pretty much. I couldn't put it on a map right. uh, when I got drafted, but you know, pretty quickly you realize that it, to me, it's one of the best big cities around. Um, you know, if you're going to be in a big city, um, I think it's a pretty cool one to be in. So, uh, I've loved it so far here and, um, you know, I'm very grateful that it was the Braves. Yeah. When you got here, was there anything that surprised you or what, what about Atlanta made you be like, Oh, okay. This is a interesting place. Or was it all just kind of... <laughs> There's probably a bunch, but what do you want to talk about on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, Atlanta, not so much. Uh, Florida, a little yeah. different. <laughs> um, <laughs> Florida, a little different, especially in Central Florida when we're in yeah, Orlando, yeah. right? So on draft night, you're just like, not raise Marlins, not raise Marlins. Not raise Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, would ne- he would never say that. No, yeah, <laughs> he would no, never no say com- that. No comment. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> the, um, no, I mean, they ship you off right to Orlando in... Um, right after you get drafted so uh, which i'd already known right playing on the canadian team so um i knew it a little bit but those three weeks in the gulf coast league were the three longest <laughs> weeks of my life yeah um partly because you know i didn't have a social security number yet so i couldn't really have anything to my name um i had no car i had no way to get around and uh, that was that was a long time but um you know as far as atlanta goes um like i said it, it's been it's been awesome um, you could find anything here. Um, obviously the traffic's yeah. a, little, a little firm, but I mean, it, like I said, in any big city, you get to LA, New York, um, Chicago, and you got that anywhere. So that's the most polite way I've heard Atlanta traffic described. I know. It's a little firm. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to start using that. When I- <laughs> so Canadian. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's like talking about doing this. I was like, could we do five? And you're like, mm, traffic's rough. And I was like, all right, you're one of us now. <laughs> yeah. You know. Love yeah. the deal, and it's uh, yeah, we love. The, is it frustrating that Canadians get the stereotype of being polite? Is that an annoying thing to you guys, or would you never admit that because of how polite you are? No, because I, I think <laughs> I, I think we like that, and I think for the most part, for the most part, it's true. I think, but I think what also comes with it is is competitiveness, at least in sports. Um, you know, is that you know, Canadians might be polite, but you get between them and the puck. A little different, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I enjoy that one. I think that for sure good, that one's a good one to have. Yeah. Well, our podcast is called No Worries If Not because Aaron and I are both passively wired, me more than him, but very polite to a fault. In emails, signing off. Oh yeah, you know, no worries if not. I had nothing. Yeah, it's like you you double charged me for rent. So like, can you change that? But no worries if not. Yeah, yeah. It's like, our house is on fire. If you guys could come put it out. But if you have other stuff you need to do first, I guess that's fine. Like, yeah. But yeah, yeah. When the when the puck is between two Canadians, it gets uh, it's not a polite situation. No, no, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be. No. Um, all right. I I'm trying to think of you know baseball related or baseball adjacent questions that people don't ask you because I, I know a lot of the fun normal ones you probably get um embarrassing situations involving your pro career like when we came in i messed up the handshake you went for a bump <laughs> i grabbed your fist and you're like yeah this has happened you know with braves people before it's just are, are there any that stick out where you're like this 
haunts me when I lay down at night. Yeah, tell us your most embarrassing moments. Mike. I'm also <laughs> setting up a very embarrassing brave story for me, but I'm asking you first. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, you know what? I think I have one, and, and unless he hears this, it'll be funny if he hears this now because I've got to know him a little bit better. Yep. Um, I had met Terry Pendleton right when I got drafted, um, but you meet so many people, and he would have been one that I wouldn't recognize. I would recognize the name, but you know, face to face. Sure. Even if I met him, it would have been like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, move on here. I think it would have been my first spring training, uh, and I was walking in into the clubhouse with Allard, and Terry Pendleton said something from one of the fields, and I I couldn't really tell. You know, I was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> he said something to me, and I I think I didn't blow him off or anything, but I I definitely didn't like go out of my way to go say hello. Just kind of kept walking. Uh, and then once I realized after, it was like, oh, that was Terry Pendleton. Yeah, yeah. yeah here we go. Um, Just kept on walking. So now, once I figured it out, that was one that was like, oh, you know, I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't notice. But yeah, um, now obviously a little different. We've uh, we spent some time together, and uh, he's he's an awesome person. Have you talked about that? Did you tell him? I've never. So unless he hears <laughs> yeah. this. Unless he hears he's a, he's this. a big no worries if not listener. He comments every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember that time you summoned me and I just kept walking. <laughs> yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty much. I don't. I don't think he was asking me to come over. You know, I was just like uh, said something and I was like, yeah, okay, how okay, yeah. bye. Yeah, <laughs> like he was a fan, being like, hey, Mike, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah I'm not gonna sign anything. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not today. Yeah. Um, all right. So my most embarrassing moment of all time. Whenever someone asks me, this is it. Um, I I've done some video project with the Braves over the years, did some like comedic music videos. And I did a, <laughs> a blurred lines parody called bass lines. Classic. Um, this is before I knew Aaron. Yeah. This was like 2014. Whenever that song came out, it was huge. Uh, yeah. Like the playoffs are happening. They wanted something to play, you know, at Turner field as the team took the, it was ridiculous, but it did well, did really well online. I was going on a cruise like a week after it came out. And, you know, international waters, you don't have internet or Wi-Fi or anything. Wi-Fi is internet. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I'm going down there with my friends and uh, Scott Cunningham, the director of game entertainment for the Braves. He knows the story. It's fine. Uh, he calls me. And so I'm in a car full of my friends. And he's like, hey, legal is a little concerned because it's a parody. And there's some gray area there on, you know, the legal stuff. So um, and we know you're about to go for a cruise. So like, could we get your login? So if we need to take it down, we can, you yeah. know? So I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I was like, what's your email? Told him my email. And then, it, this, is a, this is a conference call. There's all the marketing people. I think the legal people too. Like, I heard a lot of voices. And he's like, all right, your password. And then I, I, might, I mean, I almost died in that Aaron, moment. Aaron remembered what his password yes. was. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I was thinking about it. So I was quiet. And you know, I was just like, I'll change the password later. It's fine. Um, and they're like, are you there? It's like, yeah. Uh, the password is penis castle. This <laughs> is a moment of silence. And they're like, is that a joke? I was like, nope, that's absolutely what it is. That's my password and pretty much everything for my whole life. Yep. And they, they laughed at me for a long time. Um, and they never had to take the video down. So I just had to tell them that for no reason. I really, I think about it probably once a month and sweat. And they never hired Aaron for anything ever again. Mm. I also don't know who was on that call, but I'm thinking like Hank Aaron's at the head of the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I've ever respected on the Braves. There's Javi Lopez. Right? Yeah, just ugh, pretty brutal. Did, have you ever explained what penis castle means? It doesn't mean anything. Uh, so someone actually, as a joke, changed my password to that in high school. 
And I was like, well, no one's going to guess that. It was just my last name before. So I was like, I'll just change everything to Penis Castle. Yeah, it's a fun joke. Yeah. That'll never come up in professional world. I mean, when's the last time you gave your pro- your password to someone? Never, right? Yeah, never had to. Much less a whole marketing department. <laughs> For like a, an organization you genuinely care about what they think. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't have any... Uh, I'm not important enough to have any Braves embarrassing moments. Uh, one time I was at a game when I was... Uh, uh, when I was like 11 and a bird uh, pooped on me when I was sitting in the stands and then I moved seats and the I, and bird pooped on me again the same oh, game. Wow. Got pooped on twice. So that's... that's tar- you got targeted. That was on purpose. It twice. felt like the birds had had a conversation <laughs> and they were like, all right, who's going to be our, the guy. our fan we all poop on this game? See, too bad it wasn't now. They have enough cameras in the stadium. They would have caught that. They could have caught it. I would have been on <laughs> top 10. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I have, have a few questions that I have sourced from Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know, you know Braves Twitter is very, very active. I'm sure you've... Yes, uh, they are. <laughs> you've had some good moments with... You, you interact every once in a while with people online, right? Uh, sometimes. Not lately. I've been, I've been actually taking a break from Twitter uh, over the last couple months here. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a great place when things are going well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> during, during, during the season when things are normal, will you be active on social media and respond to people or are you mostly just kind of looking and not really engaging? Not typically. I mean, I mean, if, if somebody tweets something good or, or whatever, I mean, a favorite, you know, thank you. It, that goes a long ways. But uh, as far as uh, saying something funny, I was actually kind of trying to get over that with my agent was like, you know, how do, how do guys get out there without you saying something wrong yeah and, and you know it's tough and um you know i know some players don't care right uh, they just put out whatever but um you know that's just not quite me um so you gotta, I gotta be careful with that but i think one day uh you know one day once you understand where the lines are what you can and can't say and um you know i, I think it gets better and i think it seems to me a lot of the older players that have been through that are much better uh, at that whole situation so yeah eventually i'd like to um but definitely see most of the good stuff and try and try and give a like or a favorite whatever it is now yeah yeah um oh that reminds me my so my best friend colin McHugh, plays the Rays. yeah this, aaron, aaron loves to say that that's his best friend <laughs> well no because we've talked about it, just yeah. to clarify um oh he his rookie year the he was on the mets and the mets uh swept the yankees and he tweeted <laughs> so bad um, call us the New York City Sanitation Department because we just like swept the Yankees or whatever. And he was a, he was a rookie with like a, a nine ERA, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I know they called him to the front of the bus, made him read the tweet to the team, and you know, and he deleted it. And it, I think still the whole Yankees fan base makes fun of him. But there's some hard lessons there for people like you're talking about that are just like I'll just say whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, with it. that's the problem is that things get attached to you, and, and you know, that's it. So he made that one tweet on his rookie year, and it's, I'm sure it is following him whenever he goes <laughs> yeah. and plays in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. yeah. Luckily now he's older, and you know it's, it's fine. But yeah, but you're well, an all-star. You should be able to say whatever you want, Mike. That's, uh, <laughs> That's true. You can tell people that I said it was fine. Okay. Yeah, I'll, if you ever get in I'll trouble, be like, I was on this podcast. With the Liberty <laughs> Media leadership said it's fine. Yeah, Liberty, Liberty Media, three, <laughs> three shares. So you got my vote to unleash. All right, a couple of these questions. Uh, MLB expands to Calgary when you retire. And you're the manager. What is the team name? Oh, I know people would probably want it to be the Cannons again. Um, oh, is that a thing? Um, 
that was, I mean, there was a triple A team. Uh, I actually play with a bunch of the coaches that are with us right now. Um, I know Eric Young did. Um, you know, we have tons that every time they hear where I'm from, they say, oh, I played there. Good, oh, that's good cool. Because uh, it, it is a big league city, right? It's just Calgary. baseball fan base just probably wouldn't be there. But if they ever did, um, I don't know. I mean, you got the you got the Flames and the Stampeders and both their logos typically have some sort of red and flames in it. So I don't know. Um, it'd be, that'd be one to think about, but I think most people would probably want it to be an homage to the cannons. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Calgary Cannons sounds good. It uh, is a good it, sound. It does. Yeah. Arsenal's my favorite soccer team, and their logo's a little cannon, and it just looks so good. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, these uh, feel free to pass if you want to. <laughs> um <laughs> because there's a lot of you know other generic questions and some that are a little spicier um spicy. fa- favorite city that's not atlanta to visit chicago okay great least favorite <laughs> mm. <laughs> i honestly haven't been too many it's to, orlando to all of them um yeah it just depends and it depends on so much i get um, that you don't yeah that's that's fine I, I will say, actually, this is definitely dodging the question, but of course, uh, some of the cities a lot of people think you wouldn't like, you know, Cleveland, Cincinnati, um, to me, I've had no problem with. Um, I kind of like how much quieter Cleveland's yeah. downtown is than than some other places, and you never, you never have a problem getting breakfast. So There you go. Uh, favorite player of all time? Um, uh yeah, I mean that's a tough one because I, I didn't really grow up with too much, but um, it's there's a there's a good story actually behind this. But uh, I probably would have said my favorite player for a long time was Jose Bautista. Wow, he's with the Blue Jays. Um, Boy, why not anymore? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he on the Braves for a few hey, weeks? You know what he 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 was, and I, I was actually there at the time, so getting to meet him was pretty cool. Um, you know, I kept it quiet that I was Canadian and a Blue Jays fan for a while until I kind of figured. He connected the dots, but um, no, I still am a, a fan of him. Um, but if you go back, it would have been 2014, 15, somewhere in there, um, where he was having a feud with the Orioles, and O'Day had hit him, and then next time they played each other, Bautista hit a homer off O'Day, and I remember being super pumped and super mad at Darren. And <laughs> fast forward five years now i'm really good buddies with darren yeah uh, and give it to him all the time <laughs> we think it's pretty funny because you know my dad's got bautista shirts and stuff like that yeah <laughs> and you're on the same team with both of them at the same time right no uh, the darren time? darren was the later that year okay, okay. Um, yeah they keep them separate <laughs> yes they did yeah oh that's great um, that is awesome jose bautista is he is he still playing uh he is was he on the, the dominican um olympic uh, team, olympic team. Yeah. Yeah. okay cool um, top three albums of all time because that's I feel like there's a lot of a lot of music conversations you're a part of. <laughs> yes, um, you know I was actually thinking about this the other day just because I mean there's some there's some tough ones and and I think the tougher part for me of the older music that I, I really got into with my dad was that um, we always just listen to the greatest hits albums. Um, so it's some of those albums like I'm sure there's an Eagles album that is probably one of my favorite albums, but. Uh, I listened to it on the greatest hits, so I can't really say that. But um, I think Blackbird by Alter Bridge to me is my favorite album of all time. I've been thinking about that one recently, and you know, one through fourteen, that one's 
Yeah. That one gets me every time. All right. Um, I really now, like... That's a super band, right? From... There's Creed guitarist. <laughs> yeah. Tremonti? Tremonti, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah and yeah. then, so they... When they kicked Scott Stapp and hired Miles Kennedy, they just renamed Alter Bridge. And Miles Kennedy, mm-hmm. was he from some another band or no? Uh, not at the time. He had okay, the... Okay. Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, I think, was his first one. But uh, he almost actually joined Led Zeppelin like 2.0. Oh, uh, wow. He was really close to that one, I think. But... Um, I really like Injustice for All by Metallica. I'm excited for them to come to town here in uh, November. Um, number three, um, I feel like I have to go something older because it was a huge, huge part of you know what got me into the music that I listen to today. But um, I would probably say, even though it's not old, would be Sound of Madness by Shinedown. Oh, yeah. Um, that one was played through and through i don't know how many times on road trips when we were in travel ball um devour devour on rock band just thinking about that makes my forearms hurt like that was (laughs) most insane song on drums yeah no that that's a good one and um yeah i would probably say those those three so i know they're pretty similar as far as music music yeah but uh those three i can listen to you got to type. That leads me to the next question. I'm excited about this. I heard you say in a podcast recently, Luke Jackson, reliever, is the guy that <laughs> we had to pick someone other than you to take the aux cord. It's him. Uh, is there a guy that you see him, you know, connect to Bluetooth and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this because it's Atlanta um, and he plays a lot of a lot of local stuff. Yeah. Um, but Dansby and I have a feud with the, with the aux cord because okay. it's pretty polar opposite i could see that um so i know if he's in the weight room usually i'm bringing my headphones in uh, <laughs> yeah. in the corner you're doing um, like a migos metallica off just cranking <laughs> it up basically yeah. um you know and some of it honestly i don't mind some of the, the more popular stuff but he gets into it and i'm just like i, I can't listen to this <laughs> mm-hmm. for over and over and over again all right dansby um, if you're listening to this this is your invitation to come on the podcast <laughs> respond mike all right this is I'm sure. I'm sure he'd love to uh, take that one down. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. um, I have a few. Can I? Can yeah, I go put ahead. some in go, here? Go, go, All right. Robot umpires. Ooh. How do you feel? Is that coming? Not excited. Excited. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. Um, you know, I'm all for replay and, and some other things to make sure you get some calls right. Um, but I think in some areas, you know, even with replay, with the the runner diving back in and then his hand kind of bumps off the base for a split second while the tag's being held it's kind of like well he beat the throw what are you what are we doing here and I, I think it could really go badly with the robot umpire and the other part of the game i think it just completely negates is catching i mean people don't quite understand there are catchers that have made their careers because of how they receive and you know the games they call and how they're able to it's about presentation to the umpire too I know Flowers worked on that a ton, how he angled his shoulders, how tall he sat for certain pitches. Um, it's a complete chunk of the game that I think you're just throwing away. Um, and then you're just going to have a bunch of guys back there with a big pancake mitt and a hose. They're just going to, they're only going to be there to block the ball and throw anybody out. Um, and it's just going to take a chunk out. But I think already, I think they tested it in the Arizona Fall League. And you see some calls that you're just like, with the robot umpire <laughs> where they were accidents and I'm not for that. I, I think in some situations, you know, you call a fastball in the outside corner and you miss over the plate and the catcher comes over it 
if it's in the if it's over the plate, I mean it's still a fastball, probably down the middle or middle in, like should be a strike. But in other instances where it was a clear either a cross up or you completely butchered the pitch, but somehow it caught a chunk of the strike zone. I don't like those. I don't think it's, it's awesome being having those called strikes. I really think it's a terrible look. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and just some instances like that. Um, yeah, I, I think if we went that way, it would be pretty sad. I know most players do not want the robot umpires, but I just like saying robot umpire because <laughs> I picture like a big robot person just standing behind the catcher and doing the same motions, but it's a robot. And yeah. then I imagine a manager coming out and arguing with a robot and getting thrown out. Yeah, like if it was a transformer, C3PO. everyone would be down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. It, I think it would also do negative things to pitching too. I mean, you think about who would benefit from that. And to be honest with you, I would um, because a sinker would cross the plate, you know, above the knee or at the knees. But by the time it gets deep enough for the hitter to hit it, it'd be at his shins. Right. And you're thinking he's going to be sitting there the whole day angry because he's going to need a 40 inch bat to golf it. And I mean, you just can't get there. Um, and then guys with like, you know, Max Fried curveball that comes up and back down, um, they're going to be able to drop it in, drop it below the zone. The thing's going to bounce and it's going to get called a strike. Uh, yeah. And I just think that's a bad look for baseball. Are there any big changes that have been talked about that you want to see in the next few years? Cause I know you can handle a bat, so you probably don't love the DH situation. Um, I like to swing the bat. Yeah. <laughs> handling it's a little, little different and handling it with the big league levels, obviously mm. no, but, um, I love to be a part of that. Um, so yes, selfishly, I want to keep that in. Um, you know, I think there's ebbs and flows to everything and especially in this game, um, with how the technology is advanced and how they've been able to analytically advance the game in some respects for the better. You know, I think you're starting to find they're not just pigeonholing people into doing certain things just because it's a trend. And that's where that's where it started to go was everybody could throw a high fastball. You know, everybody, we're going to learn, teach everybody to throw the ball at the top of the zone now. And then you realize that, wait a minute, some guy's stuff just actually doesn't play there. So it doesn't matter because they're going to be even worse if they try and do that. And so now it's about kind of finding what everybody's good at. And so I get it. Um, I do think it's going to force things to go again the other way. They're going to get to a point where it's just so technologically advanced to where, I mean, it's going to be really hard to, to keep going that way without numbing the game right up. Um, so I don't know any big changes I'm probably not for, but, um, I think there's been some little changes that have helped. Um, and then some other ones where they've made mistakes and Mm -hmm. I think they're learning. Yeah. Yeah, we want to see you keep hitting, for sure. Me too. Especially Max Freed right now. He's going to win the Silver Slugger. You can't take the bat out of his hands right now. He, yeah, I mean, he deserves it. Uh, I know DeGrom was probably the only one that um, could have matched anything there, but uh, with the amount of time he's missed, I, yeah, I don't see a reason why that's not Freed's uh, to take home at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, when Fulty was a Brave, ooh, I've never wanted to DH more <laughs> in my life. He knows. He had fun with it, too. He, he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is fun to see when there's a pitcher up there that has no interest in hitting, especially <laughs> yeah. if they've been in the American League their whole career and then they come over to the National League. 
and you can just see the bat on their shoulder and they're just like why do i even have to do this and there is there is something fun as a fan especially if you don't care about that team to be used to be like this is there's no other sport where somebody has to do something that they have zero interest or ability to do <laughs> yeah yeah right. it's it's actually an interesting thing too that you ever did it because like i said there, there's no there's no two-way guys the other way i know we have otani and yeah, stuff yeah. but he did it the whole way but it's not you know there's no guy that we have in baseball that's just like no we'll bring our right fielder in for the 12th inning and we are actually expect him to get out so, mm-hmm. yeah you know that doesn't it's just not happening that way oh, so man. Uh, for us to do it as as pitchers <laughs> and and for i think a lot of people to realize like we all hit bp and get really good at taking BP. Like I've seen Fulty hit balls 400 plus feet yeah. multiple times in, wow. a, in a row. When he gets it in BP, like because he's still a stronger person, and I mean he golfed he's a lot. Growing professional up athlete, yeah, very he, strong, athletic guy. He can still swing it. I know it's not that pretty. He'll agree to that too. But I mean his golf swing is and really generating rotational powers all the same. And um, doing it in a game at the big league level is just a little different. That's yeah. Man, I'm now I'm thinking about like if in the NFL the kicker had to to run the football once a quarter. <laughs> That's yeah. like, it's like pitchers hitting now. Yeah, or if the lineman had to kick it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, people would die, heads would roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, so there's a, a few, f- you know, Braves Twitter loves to uh, grab onto a, a goofy photo and just use it and meme oh, it. I know which one. Yeah, can I know the story? It was a costume party. Had to be. Oh, this is a different one. This is a different one. It was like you have plaid, you have suspenders, your quads. Goodness. Yeah, that, that, that was the that was the main point. I know. Yeah. That okay. One. When, yeah. when I put the tweet out, it was like, all right, we're talking to Mike. What should what should we ask? And people were like, What's up with this photo? <laughs> yeah. I honestly I don't think there was any like uh, I don't think there was anything weird about oh, that. Oh not nothing weird. I mean, it was a Halloween party. Yeah. Um you should it was a, jack it was with a, quads. It was a closer friends party so there were all people that we were well aware of yeah i mean it didn't matter anyways i posted it on social media oh so. for sure yeah um oh it's not yeah, to be ashamed a, of it's just buddy. F- you see it and you're like what is this what is the con- i thought on? it was a rookie think, hazing no i mean me and buddy i think we just said you know i think everybody it was a late costume idea because we always forget about it and we've never had any great ones yeah um so i was like all right well lumberjack's easy because we got the plaid um we got some other things to make that easy um how do, we, how do we spice it up lumberjack yeah yeah with the muscles out it's good. and then uh, cut the jeans and yeah that's I, it wear the jorts like luke jackson <laughs> i think one time when, when you're back pitching you need to come out for the postgame press conference just wearing that one day <laughs> after a really strong start and just don't reference it well actually i got a, I got a pair of pants i wouldn't call them pants now um <laughs> the game i tore my achilles was the first game in the pickles that ever went with high socks mm-hmm. and short pants and that wasn't received very well <laughs> by some guys. And um, O'Day liked to have some fun, so he he cut the legs off of them, so they're they're short shorts. Um, you know, so I got a pair of pants at home that are short shorts. So maybe that. There you go. That'd be maybe perfect. That'll be them. That'd be great because they come in and they do the interview with you sitting behind the desk, and then when you stand up to leave, everybody's just like, "Oh, he's wearing little short shorts the whole time." <laughs> uh, this is an insane question to ask. What are you twenty five? 24 24 just turned yeah just turned happy birthday um you're so good at this at the media side (laughs) which not i mean a lot of guys are happy to do interviews and whatnot but you're very good at it have you thought 
about what you will do <laughs> after baseball. Again, insane to ask a 24-year-old. But have you been like, do you watch MLV tonight? And you'd be like, I could crush that. Well, actually, you know what? It is funny because my dad and I, we talk a lot during the games. And um, it was his idea, actually. He said you should ask to go on the broadcast uh, with Chip and Jeff or even Tom uh, or whoever's on on the 23rd. So I'll actually be on on, on the 23rd there. Oh, Thanks cool. my bobblehead night. I was going to say, too, isn't so that your bobblehead well, yeah. night? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's fun. Um, I think you can have a good time with it. I think a lot of people put a little too much into it and hang on every word. Um, obviously, it took a little while to, to get careful with what you're saying and how you can have fun yet, you know. Not get in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I enjoy it, I think. Um, I enjoy conversation. So um, I haven't thought about it in depth. Yeah, you shouldn't. Um, that, was a, that was a dumb question. Well, no, I, mean, I mean, really, when, when you first start getting hurt, things run through your mind mm. pretty quickly. But, um, you know, one of the things that it makes you think about is, right, what, am, what else am I good at? Or what else do I at least somewhat enjoy doing? And, um, you know, media be one thing and, you know, whether it was talking, being in marketing, some sort of some sort of reason why you have to talk or get up on a stage, I've always seemed to be okay at that for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I know, I know my dad was he. He was. Uh, they did a lot, you know, up on stage in front of uh, crowds and stuff like that. So, I guess maybe it's genetic. There you go. So, on the game <laughs> on the twenty third, are you going to be up there the whole game, not just like an inning? Um, I don't know if it'll be the not whole sure. game. I don't know what Bally Sports has planned. Um, <laughs> because it's not up to you. A few yeah. innings, you know, it won't just be like a guest thing. And, right. Uh, I think we're going to do media earlier in the day to get the injury stuff out of the way and uh, get all those updates gone and done with. That way I get up in the in the booth and can just kind of talk baseball. And Yeah. Um, now we know why Mike agreed to the podcast. He's getting prepared for mm-hmm. his big getting broadcast debut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one inning things are, ooh, I love when someone starts a story because they're not used to it, and then the third out happens. It's gone, yeah. And they're like, all right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, it's always, it's like, it's weird because they never know when it's going to end. So the whole time they're trying to leave an out, like every pitch they're like, but if we need to get out, we'll leave some yeah. space to get out. There's got to be some great days where there was like an alumni up there and there's a triple play and just everything fell apart. Yeah. They were not ready at all. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, you mentioned that you got to get the injury stuff out of the way. I'm sure whenever you do interviews now, that's the first thing anyone wants to ask you about. Is it weird knowing that there's like thousands of grown men across the country that just care immensely about how your Achilles is doing? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's it's awesome. It's honestly, it's an awesome feeling once you understand that. Um, you know, it, you don't take it as pressure anymore. You take it as support. Um, so we're lucky to ha- have support like that and the people that are that concerned and. I think the tough part is not being able to kind of tell the whole story at some times because traditionally, I mean, teams are quiet about injuries. They want to make sure they know what's going on before things go out. Um, so even the whole time when we went back for a clean out um, was just super, even though we were telling the truth, a lot of people. Achilles think, clean out. Yeah. Not like of, a colonoscopy or anything. Correct. Okay. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Clarifying. Yeah. The, um, we went back and, and eventually we told everybody the truth but a lot of people seem to think that there's always more to that than what we're telling and sometimes it wasn't sometimes we don't have the answers either and this was kind of one of those situations where we might never have the answers as to yeah. why it didn't work the first time yeah and the braves can't um, tweet and be like uh mike has discomfort we don't know what's up like you can just yeah, tweet exactly. that yeah exactly you don't yeah. owe that to everybody like it's right. so funny everybody's like why are you lying to us it's like why do you think we are trying to keep things from you that you should know yeah <laughs> 
and we want to obviously control the situation that's what the team wants to do and it makes sense but um you know sometimes we actually don't know everything that's going on and it's not this general hush hush don't tell them anything or tell lies because it's actually i mean that's honestly one of our policies not to lie um you know sometimes you withhold a little bit that you're not quite sure of yet but right you don't lie to the media because things always come out oh yeah there's always the like oh someone got tackled weird then you're like no they were on a motorcycle exactly you know, and yeah that always comes out yeah exactly i'm right there with you i've been having some hip pain i've been going to physical therapy twice a week so i get it very similar i get a lot of people just begging me for info yeah. about how i'm progressing and is it hip pain it's really more my butt it's, it's your uh, butt it's my piriformis <laughs> muscle yeah, okay uh very weak on the right side <laughs> yep so sorry to call you out there, but I said hip, and we said don't lie. That was what we said. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's one of our policies now. We're adapting your policies. Yep. Um, yeah, I have, I have two final questions, quick ones. Number one, um, do you find sometimes that you meet people and they don't like you, and then they realize it's because you look a little bit like Joffrey from Game oh, of Thrones? You know, I actually just binge-watched that with Ian this spring training. He, he'd already seen it. Uh, him and his girlfriend decided that, I needed to watch it after we watched Peaky Blinders. I watched it third time, but it's such, wow. a, it's such a good show. I that that kid, uh, man, I I got it because I, I I when Game of Thrones went big and I hadn't seen it yet, um, I got that a little bit, and I didn't. But you I, hadn't seen the show. I, I didn't get it, and now I get it. Uh, and I because you you were just looking at the him. face, you didn't know the character. I don't then. blame him. Like I'm sure that actor, I'm sure he gets crushed out yeah. all the time when people would just like see him and hate it yeah he's just so bad and uh such a bad character yeah. a truly evil. He, did, he did well acting but mm-hmm. such a bad character. he did too good of a job he can't yeah. he can't have meaningful relationships anymore <laughs> um and our final question is when we ask all our guests um our podcast is no worries if not and so i ask people what is your email sign off when you're emailing people like in professional context you say thank you best baseball fully uh, <laughs> I switch it up. My my generic ones just thank thank you, but I switch it up. Uh, sometimes go with the uh, the Shit's Creek, the best wishes or warm warmest regards when it's somebody I know that might think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, you don't do these warmest regards sincerely. No, uh, no, not the double <laughs> to, to your agent. <laughs> yeah, the double. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, Mike, thanks so much for being here. Um, warmest regards. Warmest regards. <laughs> best wishes and best wishes. Thank to, you guys. Awesome, thanks. No worries if not.